Congratulations, Cliff Kingsbury. You are now the worst head coach in the NFL. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. It's MSR Sports. I'm your host, Ramon, joined by Matt and Sam. What is up, guys? How are you? So. And just like I said, Cliff is now the worst coach in the NFL because the Panthers did it. We've been preaching it for weeks. Matt Rule, just hours ago today, was finally fired. And joining him is also the defensive coordinator. And I, we'll start off there before we get to any game. We can just talk a bit about it. But your guys' thoughts on the Matt Rule firing? I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty deserved. At the, I mean, it's clear now. Like, I mean, the team has gotten absolutely nowhere with him at the helm. Um, no matter who they sign, no matter how good their team looks, they've just never gotten the right guys there. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't get to have success in the league at any point, if you're not, if your team isn't showing any signs of growth, you got to move on. Sam? Uh, he is, was the worst coach in the NFL. So obviously that was a great move. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming, uh, Baker's going to be out for a few weeks due to being terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Ooh, wait, is Darnold going to start, or who is, who is the backup there? P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker season? Because I was going to say, Darnold is hurt still, right? All right. Well, Ramon, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I've been saying it also. It was time to get rid of him, and now – I fully expect the Panthers to go into rebuild mode. I think they will be for sure drafting a quarterback. Bryce Young or CJ Stroud will be the starting quarterback for this team next season. The question is, how many of the players of this season will be there with him next year? Because I fully expect the Panthers to be sellers. I think teams, well, it's already been said, teams are calling already for DJ Moore. For Brian Burns and for McCaffrey, to be honest, I don't see Burns getting traded. I do see McCaffrey for sure, and I'm 50-50 on DJ Moore. I feel like if the right offer comes up for DJ Moore, they will take it. If not, you'd keep him because you obviously, if you're in this rebuild, you want to complement your future young quarterback with a solid elite talent wide receiver. See, I think – I, for sure, I think Robbie Anderson gets dealt, and this time he finally becomes a Packer. I think the opposite. I think McCaffrey stays because I don't think anyone really is going to trade anything, anything like that valuable for injury prone running back. Um, I know he's injury prone off, but I personally, I don't know. I just no see, one's I giving think, up like so. more than like. No, I know, yeah. Exactly. You have a first round pick for But it just makes sense for the the Panthers to just shed that contract. And I think there's a lot of Super Bowl contenders that could use them. Like, one of them being, I would hate if this happened, but the Buffalo Bills, like, their run game is, yeah, that's one of their biggest weaknesses. I I personally thought that Philly was going to make a move on Kareem Hunt. They haven't. Wouldn't be shocked if they enter the the McCaffrey suitcase because I know Miles Sanders has been solid, but. He hasn't really been great, and I think this week will show how much of a need that running game will be if they struggle to move the ball on the ground against Dallas. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 those are two teams you could expect. I'm pretty sure there's more out there. I just can't think of them as a – oh, uh, Miami, they, they need running back help. And, um, well, if Tua gets back, 
they are a they have a shot to go far. I, I think we were I was oh man I was wrong on the Dolphins. I like the Dolphins a lot. I think they they're legit. They could be playing in the Super Bowl, but obviously if the team is healthy, Chase Evans has been fine. He hasn't played. So, it's been Mostert. I mean, the one Mostert. guy. Yeah, still, it's Mostert or McCaffrey. I mean, actually, both have been pretty good. Yeah, but at the end of the day, but it, what Ramon is saying is, at the end of the day, they're contending for a Super Bowl. You, you want to make get the big player moves. If you're contending for a Super Bowl, do you give up valuable things for an injury prone running back? I wouldn't. But if you are a contender, if, 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 you're not, if, you're oh, the, if you're not the top dog in the AFC, which they aren't. I mean, so all right. So what, what are what are you giving up for? You're McCaffrey? not giving up. Sam, Sam. First of all, Miami. If you're gonna be a good team, it makes no sense to hoard those picks. Saying, I always I'm personally. Saying, I'm saying, if the if you can get McCaffrey for let's say like a third, obviously yes, well, they're you not do do that. Do right, no but, if, Sam, but, if, but if they're looking for like a key piece, you don't. Oh yeah, no. You don't need when. Them. When we traded away our first rounder for Brandy Cooks, it wasn't the end of the world because we're like well, but that. For, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt us. It's no, it's a good correct. pick. Correct. This isn't going to hurt Miami, and not to mention Miami could give away picks in this year's draft, and they're still set for the future. They made that deal with San Francisco. They also have a deal going on with Philly. They have picks for the next two I years know, in the first round picks. I'm not they are. They, they are I'm not set. Saying that they need picks. I'm not saying that they shouldn't trade the picks. I'm saying. If yeah, the Panthers back, want like a player, pick. exactly. If the Panthers oh, want, like, I doubt. A player, I doubt. Do it. No, they won't do a player. I think Carolina is all. It was even said already by Jay Glazer. He said if they do move them, they are looking for draft capital, not for players. Mm-hmm. It it makes sense. You don't want to add more contracts. They have a lot of big contracts there. And if I were them, at the end, I'd want only Brian Burns being, being my biggest contract. But if uh, Brian Burns is on, if Brian Burns is on the market, Bill Belichick, get on that because. It would be a disservice. It would be a disservice to not give Judon a solid second edge rusher next to him during his entire tenure here in New England. Because that season, that was one of the biggest issues. It was Judon and nobody else. This season, I know Wise has been solid and all these other guys, but it's still not good enough. If we could go out there and add somebody, it doesn't have to be Brian Burns, but I'm just saying, Brian Burns was on the market. I, I'd go get him, put him and Judon together. Good, good luck, Josh would, Allen. Good luck to uh, Ramon, good luck, Zach. Ramon, Ramon, Brian Burns, Barmore, and Judon would be the best D line in the league. So we all know Bill's not going to do it. Yeah, but but okay, but back to the Brian Burns stuff. Yes, Bill, get on that. I know, that but it won't happen. happen because we yeah. don't do that here, obviously. But I mean, I mean, I would give it my first round for Brian Burns. I would turn my first into Brian Burns. I could, I would too. I could see DJ Moore going to the Ravens. Mm, I guess. But like, think about it. The Ravens, Lamar, Lamar's not staying if they don't get help. DJ Moore would be yeah, great is. help for Lamar. Well, well they, they have. I person, no, I personally think that Lamar is a big reason why they aren't adding the help. I think Lamar. Because he wants more. No, no, not, 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 no, not that. I think Lamar knows. What he can and what he can't do, and I think he knows he does a disservice to some of those elite receivers, which is why I think he's been fine with the mediocrity that they've given them, and he likes it. He likes the Duvernays. He likes the Batemans. Yeah, he, 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 yeah he's cool. As long as he has Mark Andrews, I think he's cool. Like In, in his yeah. in his headspace, he's not looking at, like, my God, they're not getting me help because 
you, we see these receivers that come out and constantly call out their organizations for not getting, I mean, quarterbacks for not getting them help. Lamar has never been that. I think Lamar likes what he has in his final fit because all these receivers that they have cater to his style of play and it just works. I think you had to stretch the field. Yeah. You, you change, you change his play style and the book. If you bring in one of those, those elite receivers that is like, Oh, you got to play through me. No, your offense is a play through Lamar offense and you're fine the way it is. I think the the problem, the problem in Baltimore, my bad. Sorry, Matt. The problem Baltimore is that defense. Correct. It's only in the second half. That's what I was going to say. But we should probably move into the weekly recap before we. Yeah, let's get started. Uh, all right. Who's who's going over the games? Do you want me to? Do? Who's who's doing? Yeah. This? Well, all I, I know is that the first game of the, of the week was the uh, the Broncos Colts, and I will. I'll start this off because I just want to say, every day Stephon Gilmore keeps proving me right, mm-hmm. and he keeps proving Sam wrong. I've been trying to tell you, Sam, Gilmore was always better than JC. And last week, it was a boring game. It was horrid. Like th- um, This wasn't even like a, a defensive masterpiece that you can enjoy outside of Gilmore's play. Um, the Broncos sucked to new lows. We knew that they were bad, but even we said, you guys, sh- you guys shouldn't struggle against the Colts. We said they'd win the game. Their offense would at least score at least one more touchdown on the Colts. And they couldn't even get a single touchdown. The Colts either couldn't muster anything. I mean, they didn't have John, uh, Jonathan Taylor, so that's also a big part of it. But, yeah, it was a horrid game. And all I took away from that game is that Stephon Gilmore is him. Uh, he is still a top 10. I cannot believe there was people that were trying to say he wasn't top 10 corner heading into the season. I said I still have him personally top five, top three. He got the pick in the clutch time to give the Colts a chance to go down the field and tie the game for overtime. And then he got the game-winning SWAT to end it in overtime. And I know you can argue that uh, it's luck because had Wilson looked at um, – what's his name? KJ Hamler. Yeah, KJ Hamler's way. They win that game. Yeah, it, it probably happened, but guess what? No. Russ drew to his wide receiver one, and Stephon Gilmore locked him up. And I know we have, we're going to get to his game, but J.C. Jackson allowed a touchdown to the guy that Gilmore hasn't allowed a catch to. So I leave you with that. Sam, you can go. Stephon Gilmore wasn't even the best player on the field. I mean, the best corner on the field. That would go to Damari Mathis. And all I have to say, uh, the only, really the only takeaway I have of this game is that Matt doesn't know ball. I asked Matt before this game, I said, I- I'm going to start Dion, Dion Jackson. In fantasy, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Don't do it! Don't do it! He sucks! He's not going to get anything." And I was like, "You know what? Fine, I won't do it." And he went off. Deion Jackson's him, <laughs> and for that reason, I will always hate Matt. <laughs> so that's all you had to add for that. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, the game was pretty boring. I did watch the game with Matt. Actually, I kind of forgot. I, I forgot about the game. That's how bad the game was. That game was so forgettable. I mean the 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 Broncos on prime time is it's 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 just forgettable. That's all I can say. Man. It's just forgettable. And, and it gets yeah. better because they'll be on prime time again, again next week. Yep. Can't <laughs> they'll wait. be on next week. Enjoy Broncos prime time. Right. And Matt is back. Matt, we now give it to you. We're talking about how enjoying we're gonna enjoy the Broncos next week in prime time again. And you don't know ball. Oh yeah, you don't know ball. <laughs> costing him in fantasy. 
Deion Jackson's him. I don't think I costed that because Naeem Hines was the starter and then he got fucking knocked out and the Colts did the correct thing. The Colts did the correct thing and put him on the bench and didn't put him back in the game. But anyways, with the the Broncos Colts game, um, I mean, it it wasn't even a, it wasn't a defensive masterclass. It was offensive ineptitude. Um, the Broncos have always lacked those two guys, the quarterback and the coach. And honestly, it looks like they're still lacking that. Russell Wilson is fucking terrible. I'm sorry. I'm giving up on Russell Wilson. I mean, I mean, I can't not give up on him. Like it, it, this, this entire, this entire thing. The reason that the Broncos are two and three is him. Straight up. Just wait. Keep on hating. He is the only <laughs> yeah. reason. But not the only reason. Not the only reason. He's the only player. The only, the coach is also terrible. I mean, Russell, yeah. Wilson, you like you th- just call run plays. You had the game in the fourth quarter. If you just kept running the ball with Mike Boone and Melvin Gordon, that's what was getting you down the field. And you just went away from that. And Russell Wilson throws it a costly pick. I mean, you, like Russell Wilson's terrible. He's done. <laughs> I'm. Ta- I'm, I'm, ta- I'm- I'm with Sam. I'm not ready to go. I don't know why. I just have this feeling we're giving up a bit to her. I think this is what he wants. He wants us to give up on him. I think he's going to – I don't think the Broncos make the postseason, but I think in about two weeks we're going to see old Russ return. I think the offense I is think- going to finally gel, and he's going to play better football, but they still won't make the playoffs because of how bad the start was. I think I it's think too early to give up on him. I think it's going to be like like the opposite of Russ of what Russ usually is, where he's like really good and then really bad. I think it's going to be the opposite. Okay. I mean, poten- like th- there's the potential there, obviously, but I'm tired of tired of saying like this is the week he might be good. Like this is this, like wait. it's finally coming. Keep like waiting. it's like it's like waiting for a Josh Uche breakout. It's not happening. And <laughs> and as far as I'm concerned, the the reason they are two and three is because of Hackett and Russell Wilson. Because play calling sucks. Um, you can't score in the red zone. That that's on the coach and that's on the quarterback. And as for the it's court, in the fucking running backs for fumbling. Yeah, uh, week one. <laughs> How the fuck did was, Russ have to do with the fumbling? Week one it was, sure. But weeks two through five, that's not on the running backs. That's on the play calling. You can't be passing it all the time. Melvin I mean, Gordon just, fucking can't hold on to a ball to save his life. But he did. Well, the, this this is too horrid of a game no, for us to fumble. win. He didn't fumble. He just called, called it back. And this, also, this was too horrid of a game for us to waste our time on, so let's keep you going. Oh, let Matt say his closing statement. Um, as for the Colts, I mean, you, congratulations. You received this week's lucky win. That's right, lucky. You got bailed out by the fact that the Broncos were, were worse. They made more mistakes. Literally, it. Matt Ryan sucks. Uh, the line sucks. Almost like I said, Matt Ryan sucks. You guys um, no. Defense is pretty good because Stefan Gilmore is him. And let's move on. All right, now I I know the next game is the London game where Sam was right, but again, I I said that would I be shocked if the Giants won? No, I really considered going Giants, but I didn't. And all I got to say is uh, Brian Dable is him. The Giants have found their coach, their franchise. I'm still not a believer in Daniel Jones, although this was probably the best game he played as a Giant. He was yes. down, and he had to bring him, bring him back against a. Well, I, 
In terms of play-wise, it hasn't been a good defense, but in terms of player-wise, this is a good defense when you look at the names that's on it. But yeah, he brought him back and he was in it without uh, – people say without his top four wide receivers, but at the end of the day, it's Kenny Galladay really <laughs> top receiver. Yeah. I mean, maybe on the depth chart for the Giants, but I, I trust me, they're better, they're, they're better without Kenny Galladay than they are with him. Uh, Saquon is also him. He bounced back from that – terrible non-catch that he had in that screen pass and he was phenomenal after that as a Green Bay I may have uh I may have overrated the offense a bit saying that they would finally get into gear and they look solid Dobbs was a, was a non-factor last week and Randall Cobb he made some plays and all I gotta say is uh I was right to also I, I trashed on on overrated Sean McVay here's another overrated Matt LaFleur you are not top five I don't even know you're top ten buddy you got out coached, and right now, I don't care. Call it recency bias. I'd much rather have Brian Dable than Matt LaFleur as my head coach because that team is too talented to be terrible in situational football. And I, and I, don't, even, I don't even think Aaron Rodgers has been horrid. It's just what he has to work with, which I know most of it is his fault too because of the big contract he wanted and running out Devontae Adams. But, yeah, this is too talented a team for them to be this bad and to be losing to a team like the Giants to be – to be outplayed in situational football by Daniel Jones, you're doing something wrong as a coach. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was not able to watch this game, so I can't say much on it. However, what I can say is that uh, Kenny Galladay, you are a Patriot. No, 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 no! Please do not. First of all, we don't, we don't need him. Matt, he said that Kenny Galladay is a patriot. That is bad. I, I really can't say much on the game because I didn't watch it. All I did, only thing I know about this game was that the Packers were up, and I saw that the Packers were up while I was at work, and I was like, damn it, I, I, I knew I should have picked them. And then about thirty seconds later, I got a text from Ramon saying. Wow, he did it. He knew the Giants were going to win. And I was like, oh. So I checked it again, and they were up. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, this game was honestly a better game than I anticipated. Um, I was expecting kind of like a low-scoring game, not action-packed. But, I mean, the Packers got off to a quick start. The Giants' defense didn't look like it had an answer. And then once momentum shifted, once they got that sack out of the field goal range, and the Giants were really able to feed off that momentum, ride it to the end. And, I mean, yeah. I mean, like you said, like Matt LaFleur, that was a badly coached game. That was a bad – that there was the play calling was not good towards the end of the game. Aaron Rodgers aired it out way too much when you could have – you had easily enough time to start running the ball with your two best – like two-headed running back monster on that team. And you didn't exploit that. And, I mean, you didn't, You deserve to lose this game because you didn't call the right plays in the right spots. You had plenty of time. You didn't need to air it out three consecutive times with Aaron Rodgers. And Giants outplayed you, outcoached you. That's why you lost. And also, Brian Dable looks like coach of the year right now, just saying. Uh, he's up there in contention with Sirianni and the others. I mean, you, you've you we kind of expected Philly to be a good team. Did, we, did any of us expect no. the Giants to okay. be a good team coming into the season? Okay, I mean, yes. We didn't but... really expect the Philly to be the only undefeated team, though. Yeah, yeah, we didn't expect to be. Remember, all of us picked Dallas to win that division. 
Correct. And Philly is undefeated. And it, uh, Miami also deserves credit because I know it's a talented team, but again, like a rookie coach has the Dolphins looking like a Super Bowl contender. Well, we all, the we Giants, all have the Dolphins look, second yeah, third I, in the division. Yeah, I, and I like what Dable is doing, but still, like, it's still not game changer because we, we still don't really take the Giants serious despite the record that they have. No, and we I'm also just, know, we right know that um, Daniel, unlike the other, the other two, they're making their quarterbacks play better. I, I know Daniel Jones has played better, but I, he hasn't done anything to warrant that. It's a guarantee he will be the I Giants mean, quarterback next season. If, if Dable won Coach of the Year, I wouldn't be mad. I'd say he deserves it. But I'm, like, I think there are a little better coaches in the league. No, I put him three in the voting. I think he, as of right now, I think the favorite is Sirianni. I think it's Sirianni, uh, the Dolphins one with Daniel, and then Dable. But I understand too. If Dable won, I wouldn't be mad. I I wouldn't. It's not a bad pick either. I'd I'd like for Dable to win. I like Dable, but the other two have their teams better. Should have told Bill to retire years ago and made Dable the head coach. All right. So after this, I don't know what was the next game. So you can do it, Matt. All right. So we are now at the one o'clock slate, and I'm going to start with one of the least exciting ones because it was an absolute blowout. We're going to start off with Miami and New York Jets. Um, and I'm just going to say for this game, I mean, Miami, this is this is karma. I mean, you might have been able to win this game if you had a, if only you had a QB that was able to throw to your two speeds to receivers. I mean, you should you could have won this game if you had two were playing. You should have you should have sat in week three. And this is what I was saying with chestnut checkers. Miami fell into playing checkers. They put two out there when he clearly wasn't ready to play or clearly wasn't able to play because he clearly had some sort of head injury because he was wobbling on the field. That is a balance issue. And then you lost him week four because of that. I mean, if you might have had him back and you might have been able to win this game. I mean, you could potentially be 5-0, and 4-1 and said you're 3-2 and two because you mismanaged to his injury. And as for the Jets, I mean, Brees Hall. <laughs> oh, boy. He looks good. Unfortunately for us, he looks very good. Um, Zach Wilson doesn't really look like he's developed much. He played better than he did against Pittsburgh. I'll say that. But it really doesn't look like he's done much in terms of development yet. But Brees Hall looks good. The defense looks good. Skylar Thompson had to play this game for Miami, so there really wasn't much Hope for them, although Raheem Mostert did have a pretty solid game. But yeah, all in all, the Jets are three and two. I will say that one AFC East team knows how to win with their third string quarterback, and it's not Miami. <laughs> um, like Matt said, you sit your quarterback, you're sitting at probably four and one. Unfortunately for you, you didn't sit your quarterback. Uh, I am I'm I'm pumping the brakes on the Brees Hall meat riding Matt. Uh, he's he looks good, but I gotta see a couple more games from him before I. Uh, he's probably. looked good all he's looked good all season. He just he just hasn't mm-hmm. got he just hasn't got the opportunity like he did yesterday, and he absolutely took full advantage of that opportunity. That's that's all I'm gonna say. You can wait. I gotta see to. I gotta see a little bit more from him. Okay, fair enough. But like you said, Zach Wilson played a lot better. The Jets are actually looking pretty good. I mean, maybe they're looking like they could make a little, little, little playoff push. 
I mean, maybe they're, somebody, against, uh... they're against Green. They're against Green Bay next week, so that's probably a loss. But you never know. I wonder if anybody said that they were going to look a lot better than everyone thought they were going to be. Um, it's five games into the season, but okay. Okay. Uh, so the Dolphins obviously lost. I think this would have been a win had uh, Teddy Two Gloves not gotten hurt. But unfortunately, he did. And I like Skyler Thompson in college, but I also I know that he he's got a strong arm, but he does he needs all the other mechanics. That's why he's a third. Well, you know what? He's I don't even think he should be a third string because we saw a better third string play today. Um. I mean, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Or the Jets side. Like, I, I like Sauce coming into the NFL and all that, but now he's getting a bit overrated. Like, he's gotten so lucky. He hasn't really played a real quarterback. And then he gets his first pick, and everyone's like, oh, my God, he's he's done a defensive rookie of the year. Let, let's chill. He intercepted Skyler Thompson in a pass, which, by the way, Skyler Thompson was hit. That ball was wobbling. And he was also guarding – uh, no disrespect, because I know he's a legend here. We all like this man. But he was guarding River Craycraft. Like, this dude was not guarding Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. Let, let's chill it with it. I, To be honest, I've seen three corners that I think have been better than Sauce in terms of um, guarding and also get, getting forcing turnovers. Or actually, no, two corners, my bad. I was going to say Elon, but my, as much as I like Elon, he hasn't been that great. I think Sauce and – you could argue Sauce and Stingley. Stingley's been really good. But the two corners I'd say have so have been the best corners so far in this in this season from the rookie class are two late round corners, and I was a fan of one of them, and another one I became a fan just because we drafted him, which is Jack Jones and Tyreek Woolen. Tyreek Woolen is having a good season. He's just not getting he's not getting any recognition because he's playing for the Seattle Seahawks, and Geno Smith is the one getting the love there. Is but it so yeah, I thought you were about to say Damari Mathis. <laughs> yeah, that is bad. But yeah, so um, Ty- Tyreek Woolen has been good. I'm I, look, Sauce is good, but I, I want to make a, a, a statement here, and we can get back to this. And you can, you guys can make fun of me if I'm wrong. Week eight, when we play the Jets, if what, what what's up? If Sauce is guarding Jacoby Myers, I'm willing to bet that Jacoby Myers is going to cook him all. Day, he will get cooked by him. Now he probably doesn't score a touchdown on Sauce, and everyone will be like, "Sauce is still good. He didn't allow a touchdown." But I, Jacoby's going to cook Sauce, and look, I, the Jets and their fans getting all high because they're second place in the division. Stop it! You may have a better record, but you're the worst team in the division still. Even even worse than us, and that's that we have a third string. I, I'd take us with Bailey Zappi over the Jets, especially how we're playing currently. We're about to hit our stride, and I don't. Jets are just getting lucky. And then you also look at the next game. They are so lucky. They got they got the Packers, who right now that offense is questionable. Um, who else do they have? They have some other bum team that they could win that game. And then they – I think they could win their next three games before they get into the matchup with us. And then everyone's going to be, oh, the Jets. Uh. I hope they lose this weekend, but we'll see what happens. And as for Miami, I wouldn't be worried there. I know you've lost two in a row, but, again, Tua is hurt. So when he gets back, we know the real deal that y'all are. Oh, Ramon, they're the Jets and the Broncos. I mean, the, the Packers and the Broncos. Yeah, you see there. Yeah, the Broncos, yeah. They're going to probably yeah. win those. Uh, yeah, what was next? All right, so let's see. Let me try to remember the 1 o'clock games here now. Uh, let's move into the Browns-Chargers game. 
because um, I just want to point out that, well, clearly, I mean, if it wasn't evident from the game, Nick Chubb is him. Um, Nick Chubb is literally single-handedly carrying this team on his back and making them competitive every single week. The defense is terrible. Um, Cade York is pretty terrible. They kind of lost in the game single-handedly. Um, not, not really single-handedly, but they can get the point. Jacob Brissett, I mean, he's good. When he's good, J.C. Jackson kind of cooked Amari Cooper a little bit, put him in a blunder in the end zone. Couldn't have been more wide open for that throw, just letting you know. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, Chubb is him. He's pretty much carrying that offense, carrying the team, as a matter of fact. And, unfortunately, that still wasn't enough for the Chargers head coach, Brandon Staley, to go – that he should have lost this game because he went for it on a fourth and two on his side of the field when all they needed was a field goal to win the game. He could have just punted it away with the Browns having zero timeouts and had them start heaving shit down the field. But Brandon Saley is, oh, analytics genius. Like, it's like, no, you're not. You're a goon. You should be fired. You're holding this team back. He's this lucky kid. York missed that field goal. Yeah, um, I, I, I may look like a genius, guys, on that Browns take to start the to start the the off season. They are really good. They have been in every single game this season, and they had a, some plays gone their way. They'd easily be undefeated or at worst just one loss. When Deshaun Watson gets back, with the way this division looks, I believe the Browns can take that division. When all they need, look, they have what right now? They have three wins, two wins, three. Two. Two. I think they can have around five wins by the time Deshaun Watson comes back. You That's seven games. All he has to do is win at least six of those. I think they can make the postseason, the postseason with 10, 11 wins, possibly even win the division. Because the Bengals are a mess. The Steelers, as much as I like Pickett, the, the, the schedule is brutal for them. So it's gonna they're not going to win many games. Right now they're focused on just the development instead of winning games there in Pittsburgh, at least this season for now. And the Ravens, I mean, if that defense is going to keep playing like that, you're not going to win every game. Like, Lamar's going to keep you on as much as he can, but that defense is horrid, at least in the, in the second half. And then as, so that's all I have from that. And also, I want to apologize to Jacoby Brissett. I think we all should apologize to him. We had him ranked really low. I know he's still not great, but he's – actually, no, the man deserves an apology. I didn't we all have Geno Smith, like, second to last or last? I had him last. And <laughs> yeah. Batman deserves a last. The yeah. said I still stick with because that dude is costing them games every time he has to have like a last minute drive and be the hero. And he just throws three clutch interceptions to the other team, like right to the other team. I also, I want to point out that Chubb, yeah, Nick Chubb is my favorite running back in the NFL. Also, I remember when I drafted him in the fantasy app in the first round, Zach made fun of me. He said that was a reach to take him that early. He shares the ball with Kareem Hunt. It was a terrible pick. I told Zach, when I think of one running back I want for fantasy, if I get him, he always the ball's out for me. It was CHE two years ago. It was Kamara three years ago. This year, it's Nick Chubb. Clyde Hilaire Edwards. Yeah, unfortunately, CEH. <laughs> I, I took him in the first round, guys, of that his rookie year. Yeah, I, I, yeah, um, I remember he was a first rounder that year for whatever reason. 
I was oh. actually carried. I was carried that season by three rookies. It was C H E, Justin Jefferson, and Justin Herbert. C E H. Blair Edwards. Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, C E H T T. Whatever. Um. <laughs> as for the. As for the Chargers, yeah, this is my this was my concern with them. Man, I, people are like, oh, you're just hating on the Chargers. I like Herbert. I like some of the players there, but this team is not going anywhere with Brandon Staley at all. He is going to be their downfall. He's the Chargers are literally the Cowboys of the AFC because the Cowboys look like a team that have the talent to go play for a Super Bowl, but we know that at one point, one point, one moment in the postseason, their coaching is going to ruin it. Just like Brandon said, he's going almost ruined it against the Browns yesterday. And that's all I have for that game. I, when you have no safety help and you're a one and a one on one against one of the best receivers, in he a was he was it was at the five yard. Oh, line. oh, thank you for to... reminding me. Thanks for reminding me. JC Jackson was cooked by. A guy that I still argue is top 10. Look at what he's doing with Jacoby Brissett's quarterback, Amari Cooper. He is still good. He's one of my favorite receivers. He's still him. All I know is that he's not him when he has to play Stephon Gilmore, but when he has to play JC, oh, he cooks him. And all I'm going to say is that when Deshaun Watson comes back, this man is going to have some of the best last seven games of this season with Cleveland. He's already he's still really good with, with Jacoby. Just wait until number four gets back. And J.C. Jackson is a bum. All the Charger fans have turned on him already. They they want him gone. They said horrible contract. He was a product of Belichick, which Matt tried to say many times in this podcast. I said I don't think he was a product, but I didn't think he'd be that good. Sam still contends that he is really good, and we have to give him time because he's been hurt. But yeah, he's literally playing injured with no safety help against one of the best. One of the one yeah. five yard he's gonna, there can't be it doesn't matter. We can't, we can't, well, first of all, we can't use the injury excuse because, like Shannon Sharp says, if you're on that field, you're good to go. I don't yes. give a fuck what Shannon Sharp says, he's playing injured. He's right, no, he's I mean, not. You can play injured, correct? And whatever yeah, correct. you play, whatever we see you as, that's who you are. Unfortunately, he's been bad this season. There's no denying that. You no, can't deny he that not. either. He has. He had a great pass deflection in this game. Awesome. You guys <laughs> just take away. You guys just take out his bad plays. He's. What about his good plays? You guys want to give plays? him credit? What good plays? Uh, every play. It's not the Watson and Cooper play. What good plays? Every play. It's not the Watson and Cooper play. No. 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 Wait, so, so Sam, Sam. So then, uh, you you argue that Demari Mathis, like not not being not being joking and biased, how I've been, you'd argue that Demari Mathis is the best corner on the Broncos, right? Because he's batted a couple, just like JC. He's had some pass breaks. I didn't say JC either done? were the best on their team. If you can, if you can name me one play where it's like okay, the pass deflection. Like, who was even guarding on the pass deflection? I don't know. <laughs> you don't even know. But You're he just saying. He's trying to have safety off the yard line in the red zone. He has 10 more tackles than your best and your favorite corner. Because he's let up so many more catches than your best our best corner. The, the pass deflection he's talking about, Matt, is from last season when he was a pat. No, oh, it was okay. from the Browns game. <laughs> okay, so what was the anyway, next game? Anyway, the Browns. You are not him, Nick Chubb. 
You are not him. There's a better running back in the league, and we will. I'll I'll tell you who it is when we get to the game. I know who it is, and unfortunately, it's a guy that you have always trashed on when we try to defend. I think I know who and it is. For the Chargers, you're also not him. J.C. Jackson owns your team. If you guys want to turn on him, give him back. We will I turned on him the take second him. he signed that contract. I have nothing. I have nothing to. I have no loyalties to prove to him anymore. I don't need we to be will a fan gladly of take him back. No, we will not. We don't need him. We have Jack Jones. He's better. Jack Jones gladly take JC back. No, no why would why we want a bum being overpaid? Hey, even if you think he's bad, if we get him Good. back, that means less play time for Miles Bryant. Sam, if, no, if somehow Bill would find a way to make Miles Bryant play. He loves that dude. He's um, better than Miles Bryant. Bill Belichick's like like the Brandon Bolden excuse. Like someone in Bill's family has to be. Uh, stored away in Miles Bryant's basement because he shouldn't be getting this much playing time. But we'll get to Miles. Hey, Marcus Bryant. Jones was uh, returning punts. It wasn't Bryant this time. I know. We'll, yeah, we'll that's, 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 a that's the right. Yeah, that is a step up. Yeah, right. but yeah, like Matt said, we'll get to it. what's next. All right, so we're gonna go over one of the more boring games of the window, which was the Houston Texans traveling into Jacksonville and getting their first win. Um, Trevor Lawrence, your fault. All your fault. Um, I, I don't have anybody else to blame besides Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you're missing wide open receivers. Through two, you threw one costly pick in the red zone. I'm not going to blame the second pick on him because that was just a heave at the last possible second to try to, you know, try to make this game a thing. But against Houston's defense, like seriously, like you're supposed to be better than this. Like you, you look great these first three weeks, and now you look exactly uh... like you did. No, he 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 looked great. He did not play great with the Eagles. I have, that's why I said first three weeks. Oh, mm. he still didn't look good. Yes, he did. He, he did sucked. against. He sucks. Stop against, it. Against the Eagles, he was terrible. He was the reason they lost that one, and same reason here. I have no one else to blame for this loss. The defense was, you know. It was it, it did its part. They only allowed one touchdown and two field goals. Thirteen points should be enough to win you a football game. Uh, it shouldn't be enough to win you a football game, I should say. So there's that. The receivers got open. There's that. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence, this is on you, man. You got to figure this shit out. That's all I got to say. All right. Um, I'm not gonna fault Trevor. I know he. Yeah, it was his fault, but. I'm not going to get super down on him because, again, I think it's occasionally everyone has that dud. and uh, That dud was so, two uh, weeks in a row. No, no, because he was good last week. No. They, they, only lost, they only lost by a touchdown. They, were, they almost ended the undefeated they eagle. four times. He, fumbled, he has the lost. record for most fumbles in the game in this century. Again, again. First of all, he is playing that nasty defensive Eagles line against that offensive line in Jacksonville. I'm not going to fault him. Mac fumbles a lot too when he gets big hits. Not I'm not going to. He's never fumbled. Well, time. yeah, because yeah, because he's protected a lot. But when he does get, let's be honest, Mac is very clueless with the ball when it comes to him getting hit with it. That's one of my issues with him. Like, if you know you're getting hit, hold the ball tighter. Um, okay. And look, remember last season, Josh Allen was super phenomenal. Then he. He lays that dud in Jacksonville, and then you started people saying, did we crown Josh too early? Oh, everyone has that dud. Look, let's see how he does the following week. 
let's get to at least halfway the season. If if it doesn't go up from here, then it's okay to bash on him. I'm not going to overreact. It's a divisional game. You always somehow lose one of these divisional games that you shouldn't. It's they're always the tough ones. And again, you always lay a dud against the team. It's always against the bad teams because when Buffalo did it, Jacksonville was the bad team. Jacksonville heading into this game was the better team. You always lay the duds. It's fine. I'm not going to overreact. And again, you just don't take anything here from Houston. They weren't even good either. They just they got they got lucky that Sterek Stingley is pretty good at playing corner. And uh, again, Davis Mills. This is probably arguably Davis Mills in that offense's worst game that they had. The Jags defense is still pretty legit. Devin Lloyd, by my by the way, I was wrong on you. You are actually good, but I'm still on Team Leo Chanel. But you have been solid. Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Uh, Sam, anything? Yeah. Sam, anything here? Trevor Lawrence, you should be unemployed. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. All right. Uh, Moving into another one o'clock game. Here we have actually a pretty close game for the most part. We have the Tennessee Titans going into Washington to face the Commanders. And I'll start. I mean,. I mean, I, I, I don't really know what to think for both of these teams because I don't think Carson Wentz had a terrible game. I think he had three terrible passes at the end of the game. But he didn't overall, he didn't play a bad game. No run game from the commanders. Brian Robinson came back. That's an awesome feel-good story for him. It's an incredible recovery, too. Antonio Gibson kind of lost all sort of traction in that offense. Um, Jahan Dotson wasn't playing. The offensive line still sucks. And as for Tennessee, I mean, Derrick Henry is still pretty good. He's your offense. Pretty much it. Um. Okay. I'm sorry, man. I think we have to. I know we're big Wentz guys, but it's over for him. He he will not be this team starting quarterback next season. Probably not. Do I think no. he's? Do I think he'll still be in the NFL for sure? I I saw somebody put this out on a. On Twitter, and they said that Carson Wentz is about to become this version Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's going to be a journeyman where he's going to be a solid backup, and occasionally he's going to give you those games where you're like, "Oh my God, it's it's Fitz magic!" But then you realize that there's a reason he's a backup. He's just not that great, but you'd love to have him as a backup. And that's it's sad that that's what his career is turning to because literally he used he looked like he was going to be one of the best. I I was already watching um the. Oh, some highlights from him from that season. And a lot of people, they call him the Derrick Rose of the NFL because it's a big what if if he didn't turn his ACL. Like, this man was insane, and unfortunately, it all went away because of an ACL injury. But, yeah, it's over for them in Carolina and in Washington. And to be honest, I have, a, I have a bold claim to make, but it's for the Pickums. You'll hear it later on when we do the Pickums video. Um, Sam is having some technical difficulties. Oh, here he goes. What's that? <laughs> Just in time. What do you got to say about Carson Wentz, Sam? Oh, oh boy. How much time do you have? (laughs) Carson Wentz is awful. Another player that should be unemployed. He sucks. I said it. I was watching the game with Matt and Ramon, and what did I say? Anyone know what I said? Right before he threw (laughs) the game, losing interception? I said, you, he, watch out. Wentz is going to throw a stupid fucking pick and lose him the game. And then, well, we also, 
insult to injury. Carson Wentz is so bad that they let the Titans leave and then called them back out to add insult to injury. All right, but let, let, let me let me just put this out there though. Yes, you might not you might not believe in him, but he he somehow isn't the main problem with the team. The main problem is the line. That line is awful. There's no run game, no pass protection whatsoever. When he had a clean pocket yesterday, he was actually pretty good. Like he had a decent game I, when there was I clean hate once I hate once just as much as the next guy. But I agree, his line is terrible. But like he is he's not the main I, I think we can I think we can all agree his line is very bad, but he has not been good. He's had games where yeah. he has been good. He's been he's all games right. been very bad. But I mean, also, I'm not the I'm not the only non-believer in him because Ron Rivera was asked today why yeah. do you think that your rebuild is going so slow and he said quarterback. It is Howell season. I was gonna I was gonna add also speaking of Ron Rivera, he's an issue with the team. I'm I always liked Ron. Ron's a great guy. He's he's good for the culture, but he's not a good coach. And I think his time in Washington is coming to an end. We just saw Matt Rule get fired. Yeah. Who knows? I don't think Ron finishes this season. No, I think it's time to finish this He's a good guy, and he's good for culture, but yeah, he's a good guy. He's good for the culture, but he's just – it's kind of like um, Dan Campbell a bit. I mean, is Dan Campbell really a good coach? He, he's a great guy. He brings – he's building a culture there in Detroit, but it does not look like he's also a solid coach. We just – well, we'll get to his game. and But the same goes for Ron. Like, And you know what? I, I – Look, although I argue that Cam's not a Hall of Famer, which I still kind of am on that I, fence with Matt. I, I am Cam, on that. Yeah, Cam does Cam deserve some some credit. Cam carried Ron Rivera in Carolina. He, he carried the entire team. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had some players, but I mean, the offense, like the – now I go back and look at it. Some of the play calling of his was just awful, and Cam it's just made it worse because of the type of – yeah, just because of the player he, he was. So Cam deserves credit for that. Cam, oh, Cam made Bill Belichick as well. Stop on it. Top of, on top of that, the play calling hasn't gotten any better. Like, you would think that with a team with a bad offensive line, you'd look to get it out of Wentz's hands quick. And they're just – like, he's he's holding the ball too long because he has to hold the ball too long to let these routes materialize down the field in order for these people to get open. Like, get the ball out of his hand quick. Your line is bad. Get it out of quick. Run some screen plays. Run quick routes. There's not enough for that at all. So yeah, one we'll sucks. move on. We'll move on to a uh, blowout game now, a more boring game. Kenny Pickett makes his first career start in Buffalo and gets absolutely duped mm-hmm. mm-hmm. by the more dominant Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh mm-hmm. season's over. Buffalo too good. That's all I really have to say. I I uh... I want Sam to go first because I know exactly what he's going to start this off with, and I'm gonna. I want to debunk him and defend my guy. So go ahead, Sam. Get out of your chest. Kenny Pickett, you should be unemployed. Kenny Pickett is fucking. No, he's he's awful. He's awful. I said, this, I said this last week. The Steelers' season is over. Mike Tomlin's Mickey Mouse fucking award, where he gets a winning season, is over. It's over. You're done. Okay. I agree with the part where the Caesar season is over. I I, I even I didn't think that was started uh, bringing in Kenny Pickett. They were doing this to contend. They were doing this already because it's just time to give him reps and look forward 
to next season, which especially with how brutal that schedule looks. But Kenny Pickett was not terrible. Now, Matt's right that he got uh, destroyed or however he, he, he phrased it. But, like, the whole team didn't do it. Yeah, the Duke on the whole team in general. But the only positives from that game were Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. I went back and I, I looked at all the I, – I saw this video that showed me all the tape of Kenny Pickett's first game. And it, was, and it wasn't just the, the good because, you know, oh, you looked at how so I looked at the good. I looked at the bad. And there was a lot good than there was bad. Kenny Pickett moved the Steelers down the field so much. He was way more better than Trubisky against a better defense – he was calm and collective, and everyone's just going to trash on him for that pick, which, by the way, was his fault. But at the end of the day, he's a rookie. We expect rookies to make a, a bad read and make a mistake on that. But it's incredible that that was his only mistake against a defense that was that good, that was getting to him all day long. That O-line is atrocious. There's no help from Najee Harris. Matt, we had to appreciate Matt Patricia more, guys, because Matt Canada makes Matt Patricia look like Bill Belichick. He is a terrorist. In Pittsburgh, he's a horrible offensive coordinator. He's got awful with the calls he did. And so I could have said, Pickett was moving the ball, and you're going to say, well, then why didn't they finish him with scoring drives? Well, let me tell you why they didn't finish the scoring drives. Um, they have a they have their offensive linemen decided to play like uh, Isaiah Wynn, you know, get costly fags when you're in scoring position with holding and offsides. Uh, I mean, false starts, that's, that's what happened. Yeah, in fact, all of Kenny Pickett's drives ended – with either a flag on the offensive lineman, which forced him to get out of field goal range, that one pick, which was his fault, drop passes by uh, Chase Claypool and a bunch of them that were dropped by Deontay Johnson, who had the yips and did not know how to hold on to a football. And also, he does not know how to keep his feet inbound. There was two good plays of Pickett through to him. He didn't keep his feet inbound. And one of them would have been Kenny Pickett's first career. Well, first career passing touchdown because he rushed for one last week. But Pickett's... The pushing piece, Pickett and Pickens were the only guys that showed up for Pittsburgh, and they were the only positives in that game. So I'm the Steelers. Look, you gotta start looking forward to next season. Which is, first of all, getting the number one pick ain't bad. You you get to tell me that TJ Watt and Will Anderson will be a duo next year. That's, that's great. Uh, Pickett uh, and, P- and Pickett look solid. Get Matt Canada far away from Pittsburgh and beef up that offensive line, and you guys should just. You guys should be solid next season. But, yeah, this season is over. But right now what matters is just Kenny Pickett getting the reps, getting the playing time, getting the development. So that's all I'm going to add to that. What? You say Kenny Pickett threw a pick, whatever. It should be expected. He's a rookie. I agree. However, with um, – what's his name? Deontay Johnson dropping a pass, it should mm-hmm. also be expected. He is still in hand. He's still okay. what? But that's not, on the, stone that's not on the QB. If he's open, you're throwing it to him. Right? Yeah, he, he put it yeah, I'm, saying, on I'm saying that should be expected. We expect Deontay. If you're expecting Deontay to catch passes. I am. First of all, Deontay Johnson is a good receiver. We were talking about how we wanted him in New England. He, he is he good, was, but he has a drop bomb. He, he was in the Pro Bowl last season, and he looked really well. He didn't see he didn't seem to have that problem when Mac was throwing him the football um, in the Pro Bowl. And, yeah, sure, he may have a drop problem, but there's a difference between a tough pass where you're like, you know what, you can oh. you can debate. You, you know, I can make it the case where I'm like, you know what, it's understandable that he dropped that. But this dude is literally nobody in sight on him. Like, there's not even the fear of him that he's going to get hit from behind. 
wide open on two throws and Pickett puts on him and you're like, that has to be caught. Like, you would even say, if I was there, I'm catching that pass. Ramon, you fucked up. What? You said that he wasn't dropping the passes when Mac was throwing it to him, but he drops it when Kenny Pickett's throwing it to him. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a quarterback issue. No, that sounds that sounds like a yeah. That's a Deontay Johnson problem. He probably likes Mac because they became friends. He want he wanted to be a Patriot, but tr- stay far away from New England. I don't want another Aguilar in this team. So okay. yeah, that's all I got for that. Uh oh, do you guys hear that? It's all the. TikTok bitches moving shit around their basement to form a hiding spot because Tom Brady's career is not <laughs> over due to witchcraft concerns. And in fact, he played what? Atlanta and played. Well. Oh, you, you didn't hear about that, then? What? Some some witches on TikTok claim that Giselle with the divorce has put a spell to end Tom Brady's career. Yes. Then why didn't it end? <laughs> no, that's gonna have, that was going to happen this week in this season. Yeah. So why didn't it end? And in, in fact, it might have helped. That's him. why. That's why Matt's making fun of them. In fact, it, it might have helped them out because Giselle or Tom Brady secretly used Giselle's witchcraft powers against her and had a roughing the passer call that clearly wasn't roughing the passer. That was wild. Oh, but the game at that point in time. I mean, but let's not let's not get carried away here. The Buccaneers. Pretty much dominated that game for the first 35, 40 minutes of that game. It was pretty much all Tampa, and then Atlanta kind of made it a late surge at the end to kind of come back into this one and make it a closer game on score. But dominating win by Tampa, even if the score doesn't say it. Um, I'm actually here to defend that play call. I understand why it was called. With the whole situation with Tua, it kind of felt like the same throw like Tua, how they when they send them. The only difference is Tua hit his head. Tom Brady didn't. And I'm sick and tired also of the people that, oh, only Brady gets those calls. You actually look, since 2010, Brady has, like, bottom five in uh, roughing the passer calls. It's not his call. I think any other quarter – by the way, another quarterback did get uh, a call like this. Uh, two quarterbacks got calls like this, but they weren't talked about. Why? Because they're not Tom Brady. Teddy Bridgewater got that call. And in our game, Jared Goff got that, that call. And that was not roughing the passer – but we were like, whatever, it is what it is. But nobody wants to bring up those because it's not Tom Brady. Everyone's like, oh, Tom Brady, not so – they robbed the Falcons. No, they did not rob the Falcons of anything. Oh, people are like, they didn't get a chance to come back in this game had that, that thing not been called. First of all, when has Marcus Mariota ever shown us that if he's given the ball in the clutch, he's going to go down the field? In fact, he showed us that he can't do that a couple weeks ago. Remember when his defense gave him a chance to beat the Rams and come back? No, he threw the game losing pick to Jalen Ramsey. He was not gonna that that call did not get cost him a chance of coming back. He would have probably blown the game as he always did. And if, if you have a problem with that call, guess what? Maybe tell Matt Marcus Mariota and the Falcons to be winning. They were down 21-0. No need to complain on a roughing the passer. Maybe had you scored anything in the first three quarters, you'd probably uh, would have won this game. But I don't think Tampa looked that great either. I expected Tom to come and be looking phenomenally and, like, just come killing, blazing out that he was going to have a great game. I said he would throw, like, almost 500 yards. He didn't. But they still found a way to win the game. But all I'm going to say is that it's not even Falcon fans that are complaining. It's more NFL fans and all the Tom haters that are complaining about it. Like, 
if anything, I, you complain about the Falcons not doing anything for the first three quarters. But yeah, that's what I got on that one. All right. Sam? Um, that roughing the passer call. I mean, can we just do a quick prayer circle for Tom Brady's <laughs> dramatic yeah. hit? That was a traumatic <laughs> hit. I mean, we're, we're lucky to have him. We are lucky moment to si- still moment have him. Moment of silence, him. please. Thank you. Okay. We are so <laughs> lucky to have Tom Brady after that hit. Um. Anyway, that game was pretty. You know, actually, that game was actually no. That was that was not a bad game. If that rough in the passer did, call didn't get called, that game could have been. Atlanta's wasn't that game. wasn't that a third down too? It was. That's yeah, it was. That, that, that could have been Atlanta's was... game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Drake London. They need to get him going. <laughs> and it, like that, this is the same shit I've been saying with Pitts all along. They need why to is, force Drake London. Like Cordero is injured. Like I know you have to run the ball, but like you don't. Mariota can dump it off on a tight end screen or a receiver screen. Like there's there's ways that you can get the bum quarterback to make a throw. I mean, I I remember Ramon saying that this game is going to be ugly. This game, Desmond Ritter is going to come in because this game is going to be such a blowout. I mean, it was a blow. I was 21-0 it at was one point. It was 21-zip in, like, the end of, like, what, the first half. Like, Unfortunately, when Atlanta's down to Brady, you never count him out. Okay. Well, we are moving into another shootout game here for this 1 o'clock window, and we are moving into the Seattle Seahawks going into New Orleans and taking on the Saints. And, I mean... Taysom Hill. Like, I'm just going to get this out of the way. I mean, he carried them in this win pretty much in terms of offensive. Even, yeah, no, no, no. Taysom Hill was the reason they won this game. He blew this game open with his rushing ability. He was able to, I think, he even threw a pass for a touchdown, too. I don't, I don't know who, I forget who, was it, was it uh, Olave that caught the touchdown? No, 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 Olave caught it from Andy Dalton. It was uh, Trotman. Marquez, oh. It was Trotman. Was it? The tight end, Trotman. Adam Trotman? Oh, Adam Trotman. Okay, so, um, yeah, so Taysom Hill, three rushing touchdowns, a passing touchdown. Andy Dalton didn't look too bad when he played, but he Taysom Hill was clearly the star of the show in this game. Um, no Michael Thomas. Uh, Alvin Kamara looked better than he usually did. Um, but that's, a, that's an encouraging sign, considering the Saints' line is still pretty terrible, but Kamara looked better. Um, defense looks terrible for whatever reason. I thought that this would be a more dominating unit this year, but it just clearly hasn't been that yet. And who knows if it will be this year at any point. But as for Seattle, I mean, we expected your defense to be this bad. I mean, especially with Jamal Adams, you're probably your best defensive player out for the season. Like, you expected it to be even worse. But, I mean, we, we can't we can't not talk about Geno Smith here. I mean, he's, he's balling out right. I mean, like, yep. like, I can't, like, like, you can't, as much as, like, we like to make fun of Geno Smith for his Jets days or any time last year, like, this dude, this dude has given himself a real possibility of suiting up for Seattle again next year. He really has. If they continue to win games and they're going to get themselves out of getting a QB, a QB, or they get one and they sit him. Because I think Geno Smith is really 
propelled himself into that starting quarterback job. We've seen it happen before with late bloomers, and we've like we've seen it before. Like it could happen again. So, Geno Smith, props to you, man. You're balling out. Um, Taysom Hill is him. He... I can't believe that worked out for you. He picked him up at tight end, and it worked. <laughs> I, I can't believe yes. that. Kyle Pitts was out in with an injury, so I needed to pick up somebody. And so I got Taysom Hill because apparently you can use him at tight end, which I did not know. And it worked out for me. He had four total touchdowns, three rushing and one passing. Also, prayers up for Ulave. Um, not just because I'm in the fantasy. I actually am a fan of his. He was my favorite receiver coming into the draft. Um, I wanted him. But I have lo- most receivers in the class, so. But continue. Sorry. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. What's he called? Oh, sorry, Sam. I sent you the invite again. I said he got out. Um, what's he called? I so yeah. I wanted Ulave. Um, Ulave. Um, I hope he get. I think it was. A, yeah, it was confirmed. It's a concussion, so it really gets better from that. Uh, Geno Smith is really good to the point that 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 trade with Denver is a looking like a fleece. Yes. Like yes. they won that big time. Like. You don't even have to get a quarterback this year. Like, you have enough draft capital to build around Geno, and then I'd say suck on the year that, what's it called? It's the Quinn Ewers draft and the Caleb Williams draft. Mm-hmm. And you are set for the future at being a juggernaut because the Rams are getting old, and they will be – they'll be done already. The Rams will be done. They're old and injured. The – we don't know what they're going to be like when Jimmy is gone. And as for what's their name? Who's the other team? The Cardinals. They have problems too. Mm-hmm. So the Seahawks are looking really good right now. Even though it, they might not show in the record of this season. Like they, I mean, honestly, like, wow. I mean, oh. especially because the Broncos gave Russell Wilson a mega contract. So, even if Russell Wilson is terrible this year, they have no choice but to stick with this guy for at least another couple of years because you don't have any picks to get another high-profile quarterback. And, like, I mean, you're going to have no other option. Like, you have to stick with this guy, and you just have to keep firing coaches and moving people around to make it work. You have no choice but to go all in while Seattle can get the pieces around Geno. Potentially, like I, don't, I know, maybe we're jumping the gun, but I don't think so. I think he's really played himself into a future starter for a couple of years for him. The way he's playing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Geno Smith is him. He is playing so much better than anyone would have thought he would be playing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted them to start Drew Lock. I was a, I'm a Drew Lock believer. I didn't. But I didn't think it worked no. out this well too. I was like, all right. I didn't think any of them were gonna be the guy, so I was like, all right, start lock. Maybe he's something. Who knows? But That's what I'm saying, but, yeah. But um, he's not starting anytime soon. As for the Saints, I will say, Kamara, you had a good week finally. Um, however, nobody was playing for the Saints, so he kind of had to have a good week. But nonetheless, he had a good week. Um, they are struggling with injuries. The Saints. This is this is a bad team injury wise. 
Give right. MT my foot. I don't need it. All right, we are moving into the next game, which was honestly a more exciting game than I thought it was going to be, and that is the Vikings and the Bears. I mean, it looked like for a while the Vikings were going to dominate this game, and then the Bears showed. It, it honestly showed. I, I like this is where I sold. I was sold on Eberflus as the hire because, like, like when you said that he was like a good hire, I was like, yeah. He still has a little bit to prove, but like they, they, I think he sold me with the way they were able to fight back into this one. It seems like the players like to play for him a lot, even though the team isn't really that good. Like he was able to claw his way back in the team and even take a lead at one point. And then the Vikings scored a touchdown, and then um, the Bears was I think it was Marset or whatever his name is. Cam Dancer just made an amazing play and just ripped the ball right out of his hand. Um, and also. I mean, Justin Fields didn't – this is probably one of his best passing games as a pro. And that's saying something considering he only went 14 of 21. But, I mean, this is probably one of his best games as a pro, passing-wise anyway. And, I mean, the Bears looked pretty decent this game, actually. Yeah, um, I thought this would be a, a normal Kirk Cousins blowout of the Bears, and it wasn't. There is – Real problems there with Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. They, If it wasn't for Cameron Dantzler, of all people, making a play, the Bears quite possibly pull off that game. In a game which the, the, the Vikings were winning by a lot. And the Vikings have become the most weird weirdest team. They One Sunday, they look like a team that nobody can stop. They can go total-total with anyone. And they then another week... 13 passing from Kirk to begin the game. Yeah. Whatever the streak was at that point. And then another week, it's like they're the worst team to to exist in the NFL. It's just weird football being played there right now in Minnesota. And as for the Bears, to be honest, Fields is still just being Fields with the stat lines. But, yeah, Bieberflus has been great. And the Bears are probably going to win more than we expected this season, but they're still not that great. Of, they're not there yet. But to be honest, I think this is one of the rare – Rare off seasons where I think a bunch of coaches look like they're going to hit because it's usually always like two that hit, maybe three. We I'm know thinking, I, was right good. Now, there's only like one or two that really haven't done anything. Yeah, we know Mike McDaniel is good. We know Dable's good. We know um, Ibrahimovic looks good. Doug, Doug Peterson, Peterson looks good. Done. Yeah. Um, and you're looking at Hackett and Lovey Smith who aren't really doing shit, but like. Yeah, and, and then Dennis Allen. So, like, those three are bones, yeah, but, like... But that's not really a fire. It's like more like a... Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I agree with you. There, there's a lot of good head coaches that came into the NFL this year. And I believe... Yeah. With what point last is most of them... What? Most of them are offensive ones yeah. for this new offensive league. Yeah, and I believe our last game of the 1 o'clock window is our master class against the Detroit Lions. I believe I didn't. I don't think I left anything out, did I? I don't believe I did. Oh, much about I'm not looking at, so I wouldn't know. But I, I don't believe I am. So, I mean, let's just let's just start it off. Like, congratulations! You don't get a rage today. You don't get a rant because, man, was that was a master class. Holy shit! You you had the the highest scoring offense come into Gillette Stadium. To try to put hang points up on the board, Amon Ra's cleared a play. Like it seemed like all the stars were aligning for Detroit. And what do you know? Defense wins championships. 
I mean, that was a absolute defensive masterclass. Kyle Duggar is him. Um, mm-hmm. Jared Goff really had no time to throw, and then even Miles Bryant played well against Dominic. I mean, like, I mean, he allowed catches. But yeah, he never allowed him to go like deep on him. And yeah, yeah, yeah I know that. Was, like, but like, that's still. Like, I don't care if you allow catches. Like, I don't care if you allow two yard catches. As far as I'm concerned, that's a good defensive play if you allow like a yard or two in a catch. Like, that's a good defensive play. Even like just because it's not, it's caught doesn't mean it's not good defense. But I mean. And then, of course, Bailey Zappi on the other side. I mean, I got I to gotta give him credit, even though you're not going to, like, say, like, oh, this guy is, you know, tearing the – like, he's not – he's not lights out, but he is doing what he is doing to not make mistakes and cost him games. Yes, he threw a pick, but that was not on him. That was on Nelson drops a lot Aguilar. That was a perfect pass, and somehow, some way, that turned into an interception that pissed me off greatly. Um, but – yeah, like you said earlier, I mean, this is a very easy – like, a, there's a very easy stretch of our schedule coming up that I believe we can take a few – a lot of games in this stretch of the season, and if we want any hope of making the playoffs, like, this is where we have to start winning. And this is a good start. Yeah. Um, yeah, defense, put, shut out. I don't care if it's the Lions. Like, some people are saying they still held an offense – well, actually, if you're an NFL team and you are the number one scoring offense and your next opponent is Bill Belichick, just or pray that you're not ranked as the number one offense because Bill Belichick puts on an absolute masterclass against elite offenses. We saw him do it to the greatest show on turf in the Super Bowl, even when he was a defensive coordinator in New York to the to the Chip Kelly, the Jim Kelly offense that no one knew how to stop in Buffalo. And Bill has that game plan in the Hall of Fame to the the Rams in the 2018 Super Bowl also, where they were averaging 33 points a game and we held them to three points a game. And now we have the Lions who are averaging 35 points a game get uh, held to zero points. That was a flat-out impressive performance by our defense. And I just want to say there has to be a petition to make those red uniforms our home jerseys. I agree. Uh, they are so beautiful. They, we deserve to wear those more than just two times a season. Like, I want to see those every home game. They, they deserve that. And then, um, as for the offensive side, what could you expect playing with Bates happy? I, I, I want to say this. Like, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's fun to joke around and make all these fun jokes with Zappi winning on. Not like Zappi, he's good. He's, not, he's solid backup or third stringer in this case. But – we need to understand that this is still Mac's team because there's there's literal people that they believe that Mac is, is that we should start Zappy or Mac and no that is far from the truth. Yes, you look at the scoreline, you're like, oh my god, twenty nine zero Zappy. He 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 did that to the Lions. Me and Matt even know it. We said it. This score would have been way worse had Mac Jones played. There were so many drives that we set up for field goals that we would have put touchdowns had Mac Jones played. Mac Jones is the better quarterback. They coached Bailey Zappi like if this was a a backup running the game. They did not trust him. It was run, run, pass. They passed a bit more because this line secondary was also like too bad. But again, go look at the stat lines for Zappi in his two games that he's played for us, and that tells you all you need to know about how the Patriots feel him as a quarterback. They do not want this man throwing the football compared to Mac Jones, who they've had throwing the football a lot. This is still Mac's team. I'm, gl- I'm happy for Zachary. He won his first career start, and I'm glad that we were able to shut out the Lions and win a game that, like I said, should be winnable because we have an easy stretch that we need to at least 
at least take five out of the next six. I, we, I actually think we could win all six. But again, it just it depends on how we're gonna if we can keep up this play that we are having right now. Because right now it looks like this team is finally like coming, is gelling. Since that ball, I think that Ravens game we said was our best performance offensively. In the Packers game, we didn't look bad. We even said that we probably win that game if Mac plays. And again, we weren't even bad. Matt Patricia, week by week, I think he is getting better as an offensive coordinator. He's still not the best ever, but he's he's getting better and better by the week, and that's all you can hope for with a team like this. I still think we need a splash at the receiver position. Hopefully that could be Thornton. Thornton did get open for a bomb like twice, but Zappi just underthrew him in both of them. But hopefully with Matt, we'll see. Um, and I would like to go add at least one more pass rusher to this defense at the de- in the trade deadline, or before I mean, the deadline. deadline. Deadline moves you can't really bank on them though. It's it's not yeah, I know. I mean, but okay, moving on into the late window games. I mean, this one's pretty much self-explanatory. I mean, the 49ers went into Carolina, and you know, finally that was enough for out of after all these after two and a half seasons to say, Matt Rule, you are fired. And yeah. I mean let me let me address what's the elephant in the room. Like we know like you you said that Wentz is, you know, not playing up to par. You know, you, like you've even saying that, but like we like Baker Mayfield has looked seventeen times worse. Yeah. And I mean like like dude you he can't like he can't be getting away with this anymore. Like he he throws balls that like you're like what the like where who is that to? It's like at least when Wentz throws a pick, it's like okay, I know what you were trying to do in that scenario. Baker, I'm just perplexed every time he throws the ball as to where he is trying to go with it. And honestly, like I don't even think the Niners' offense looked dominating. Like I know that Jeff Wilson looked pretty solid. I mean, Jimmy G is just Jimmy G. I mean, he's not gonna over. He's not gonna play lights out any day, but he's going to do enough for them to win every game that they play. And he's gonna, you know, he's gonna like. like I don't know if he'll take care of the ball because he'll have some reckless throws, but like he'll do enough for this. Yesterday game. he was. He did take care of it. He did take care of it yesterday, but like I'm saying, like it, it like it was it was kind of. It was kind of weird because Debo really wasn't a part of the game plan. If he didn't get that touchdown, it'd be like, I think he was like two, he had like two grabs and like nine targets. Like they tried to make him part of the game plan, they just couldn't, which I kind of found weird. But like in Carolina, I know the line isn't good, but there, there, there's talent at the skill positions here that you can, like, like you can use. Like, like, like I was saying with Washington, like, yes, their line's not good, but at least Wentz looks like he's utilizing the talent around him to, you know, have a good, at least a decent statistical season. Like, Baker's not even doing that. Like, Baker looks awful on every scale. He's going to be out for, what, a couple weeks? So, your season's finished. It's been finished since you stepped up the field week one. And, I mean, it's just – the difference between Baker and Wentz is I think Wentz will at least deserve a backup job. I don't even know if Baker deserves a backup job. Like, he, he's literally, like, because you could make excuses that there was times that he looked solid last season. This season, he's just, he's gone. He, the dude does not look, he looks like he does not know how to play quarterback anymore. Yeah, I know. Maybe, maybe it's something it's in Carolina. It, may, it could be something in Carolina because Sam Darnold went there and turned into the worst quarterback in the league. Baker goes there, and now he's the worst quarterback in the league. 
So if that if it is Carolina that's the problem, I hope Bryce Young does not end there because I want Bryce Young to be good in the NFL. Here's here's my thoughts on the whole backup QB. I I didn't get into that with Wentz, but like yeah, he'll probably end up being a backup QB at some point. But at the end of the day, like I still think this guy hasn't been terrible this season. Like yes, he's he has a high amount of picks, but there are QBs that have played way worse than the season that aren't getting the spotlight because. Oh, it's Carson Wentz, and we'll have to trash on him. It's like there's been QBs that played way worse. And speaking of QBs that have played way worse, let's go into the Dallas Cowboys-Los Angeles Rams game. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this game, I mean, like we, we, I think I called this game to a T in the podcast the other day. I mean, the, like Matt Stafford was ate up by the Rams offense because the Rams line sucks. Um, he put the ball on the ground a few times, recovered by Demarcus Lawrence for a touchdown. Tony Pollard ripped a run. Cooper Rush only had to complete 10 passes. 10 passes because that defense is incredible like that. Micah Parsons, I don't know if you saw his insane stat line. I, I couldn't tell you to uh, tell it to you word for word. But I do know that he had a bunch of pressure, a lot of hurries, a sack, forced fumble maybe. I think he forced a fumble at the end of the game. I mm-hmm. mean, this is, this is a guy where I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing because Matt Stafford has looked dog shit. And I know it's not his fault, but like at the end of the day, I mean, if we're if we're blaming guys like Wentz, like you have to blame Matt, Matt Stafford. You have to. If 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 yeah. he's getting blamed, Matt Stafford should get blamed, and he should be getting more blamed because at least at least Washington's offense has been able to put up points in certain scenarios, in certain at certain games. They they've been driving down the field. But the Rams' offense doesn't even look good. It looks terrible, and I don't know. Like it's it, it's a weird situation. The Rams, like, I, would I bank on them to figure it out? I mean, probably. They're, they're, I think they're going to at some point. But it's weird because, like, this line's terrible. Stafford hasn't been playing great. I mean, Dallas Cooper Rush barely had to do anything, and they won this game because of the master class put on by Dan Quinn. Yep. Um, yeah, the Rams, they are in trouble. Cooper Cup, though, I apologize. <laughs> I I, I wasn't I wasn't that familiar with your game. You you proved me wrong. You cooked digs. You cooked. You were the only positive for that offense. As for the Cowboys, though, I I'm gonna be honest. I think this was the worst game in the Cooper in the Cooper Rush era. I don't think Cooper Rush and that offense were that great in that game. They they made some plays occasionally, but they they if it like they literally gave the Rams chances to win that game. The only reason the Rams couldn't was because. Micah Parsons and that Rams offense being terrible, yeah. And all I gotta say is, uh, what's his name, Sean McVay, and that your dumb GM left need. Who's laughing now, huh? Laughing at the Cole Strange pick. Guess what? Cole Strange would be your quarterback. You guys seem to have an offensive lineman problem. Maybe you should have not traded your first round picks and drafted Cole Strange in the first round. So you get next time, don't you ever laugh about our old line draft picks? This is instant karma. Now you're having O-line issues. It kind of is funny. But also, um, I will, I'm will. i also going to say that uh, – what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, anyways, as, in terms of Dallas, I mean, next week – like, I know you've been looking good under Cooper Rush. You've been looking good under, with that defense kind of carrying the way. I mean, there is no QB controversy here that people love to say, oh, there's a QB controversy. Yep. No. There is zero QB controversy. When Dak comes back, he is absolutely going to get inserted into the starting lineup. Cooper Rush has not looked great. He's looked good enough to the point where he doesn't make mistakes. And they're winning games, yes, but 
I mean, we are we sure that uh, are we are we saying that Dak couldn't win these games that Cooper Rush has been winning? I mean, like, yeah, it, it's just like it like there's no QB controversy, and honestly, for Dallas, I mean. Dak has to play next week. I, in my opinion, I think Dak is going to have to play next week if I think they have a chance against Philly. Because oh. moving into Philly, I mean, five and zero now. Um, they survived, uh, huh? They they, they got lucky. Shanked field goal from Matt Amendola at the end of the game. Um, I mean, like I'm like this is where I'm starting to see the Jalen Hurts of old, and I know that he played pretty well last year. I mean, I, I know he played pretty well. And these this game, but it's also been if you watch the game, you saw like a bunch of screen passes, a bunch of quick passes, which is probably why they're the best offensive line in the NFL in terms of that. Like I know they're a good line, but like it also helps the line because they're able to draw plays that are quickly forming and able to um are able to form a quickly form and then there's open space down the field for these guys to run. Like, there wasn't a lot of difficult throws Hurts had to make yesterday, although he did make some pretty good throws yesterday. I'm not going to take that away from him, but this is kind of like what we expected from Hurts this year, this game. And take notes to these teams with bad offensive lines, Carolina, Washington, and L.A. <clears throat> but um, <laughs> and as for Arizona, I mean, like you said earlier, I mean, what's going on, Cliff? I mean, and what's going on to this – front office i mean you ex- not only did, not only did you you employ this guy but you extended him <laughs> at least at least the panthers were able to cut this guy well you know they could you extended cliff kingsbury extended him even though everyone knew how bad he was a coach he was beforehand and the play calling is seriously taking a hit i mean kyler has not played well this year not well enough anyway well you know, i yeah. <laughs> He's been solid. He's done his the best he can for what he's had. To yeah, I, I know, I know that. But like, I think that there's worse situations out there. Like Hollywood Brown is, I think, very good. Ertz is pretty solid. You have a decent running back. I know the line is not good, but at the so, end of the day, okay. I think- they have the talent. But again, they also have a coach that does not know how to scheme anything. I yes, exactly. But like, it's just like it's still not going to take away. And like, I'm not trying to take away from Kyler Smith because we know how talented Kyler Murray is. I'm not saying that he's playing dog shit. He's the reason they're losing. I'm saying that, like, in order for them to win these games, he has to overcome the coach. Like, like he's had to overcome this thing because, like, I know he has the talent to do so. Whereas, like, this season, it just kind of seems – Every week. Huh? He occasionally does. I just don't think he does it every week because he did it against the Raiders. Yeah, but, like, it, it's just it's just tough for me to say, like, you know, like this guy, like especially Sam's take where he's MVP. Like he's not MVP right now. He's probably not MVP this season. Like you have a tough schedule. Like you can't. Like I know, like this game was one of those games you expect to drop. Like I expect when D Hop comes back, I do expect this offense to be rolling once again. But I mean, there's really no guarantee that that's going to happen with the inept coaching of Kingsbury. And Philly's defense looks good as ever. But, yeah, I, I do expect a little bit more out of Kyler because I just know how talented he is as a quarterback. So, that's where I'll stand on that. Kyler gets the pass. It was it was Call of Duty XP weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, to be honest, the Eagles, they weren't as impressive. But, again, when you they've been playing perfect football for around the past four weeks. Eventually, you knew they were going to wear out a bit. And I think it was the perfect – this was the perfect game to kind of lay off a bit on 
because uh, next week is the big game. It's the big game to see where you really yeah. stand as a team. So at least you didn't really expunge yourself that much in this game. As for the Cardinals, um, Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury made Mahomes look undraftable. And you think that this man deserves to be the head coach of your franchise. That's all you need to know is that there was people arguing that Mahomes should that should he shouldn't even been drafted in the draft. You know why? Because he didn't look that great in college. Why? Because Cliff Kingsbury was his head coach. And you still want to play his man. Um, Kyler gave the Cardinals a chance. I know they're going to say, oh, look, he stood a bit too early. Sure, he did, but that's a routine yeah, that's, field that's, goal for Matt, I mean, that's, for Matt Amendola. He should have made I that. I don't care. That's a 43-yard field goal. I mean, we can't be blaming Kyler for that. Like, yeah. am, like, I'm, like, I know that Cliff is mainly at blame, but, like, yes, I'm blaming Kyler for the struggles as well, but you can't blame him for sliding too early. I mean, what if – would you rather him slide too early or go one yard later, get the first down, but potentially take a big hit that maybe gets him injured? Like, you, you just never know. Like, what if he did go a yard? You know, like, he might take yeah. a big hit. So, it's like, don't complain about your QB sliding too early, especially if you could have timed the game and went to OT with a pretty makeable, like a very makeable field goal for an NFL kicker at 43 yards away. There's really no excuses on missing that in a dome. With no wind, I mean, like, ugh, there's there's no excuses for, like, missing that for, like, an NFL kicker. But, like, it happens. It's not easy. If it was, everyone would be doing it. But, I mean, like I said, like, because you're getting paid to do it, it's routine. And you should be able to hit that. And it's unfortunate for the Cardinals because I think that, you, like I said, you have a tough schedule. You know, you're hoping Hopkins can come back and, you know, be that spark that you need for this offense. But... I mean, with your second half history, man, I have—I don't know where you stand. And maybe uh, perhaps the last game of this Sunday Sunday was the night game where the Cincinnati Bengals traveled into Baltimore to take the Ravens. I will have you go first on this one, Ramon. To be honest, yeah, I think it makes sense because to be honest, I don't think I watched the second of this game. I think I just watched the, the last minutes of the fourth quarter. Which is all yeah. I needed to because I know that, that nothing really happened in the beginning outside the last minute. Both quarterbacks made clutch drives and gave their teams chances to win. I spent most of the Sunday night watching the Mets um get Padres, destroyed yeah. by the Padres six to zero. Um from what I heard, uh T. Higgins went out. Yep. And but that still shouldn't like be a big that shouldn't be a big blow to an offense that has Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase. Like, okay, I knew Zach Taylor was going to take a step back, but I did not think it was going to be this bad. And I don't even think you can blame this on all oh, the – because people are saying, oh, the Bengals were a fluke. No, the Bengals are a good team. There's just – the coaching has dipped big time. Somebody said – somebody compared him to Jason Garrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, the coaching has dipped big time. It is hurting the Bengals a lot. But in the clutch, Joe Burrow, I think, showed why he still deserves his top ten status. He had to take his team down and get them points to take the lead, and that's what he did. He had a, a a clutch drive in the fourth quarter. He drove his team down. They got the field goal. They thought, you know, we're winning this game, but in the end, another elite quarterback did the same thing in Lamar Jackson. He set up uh, one of the league's greatest kickers, if not the greatest kicker of all time, and he won the game, and that's so I can take it. It was a close I, – I think this is what we expected. We expected it to be a – kind of close, low-scoring defensive game between two 
divisional foes that know each other a lot. And at the end, I think the team with the better quarterback and I think the better team won. Going into that game, the Ravens were the better team and Lamar is obviously the better quarterback. Correct. Yeah. Um, honestly, watching this game, it may be like, like the, the score of the game is kind of a deceiving factor of it because this game really looked like a blowout for most of the game. Like the first quarter completely dominated by Baltimore. I mean, um, they drove down the field, got a touchdown. It was up 10, they were up 10, nothing completely dominated in the first quarter. And it looked like they were going to dominate the game even more, but Lamar Jackson throws a pick to, I believe who, who I, I forget who caught the pick. Oh, it was a Von Bell. No, or might have been Von, yeah, Bell? Von, Von Bell makes sense. Yeah. He, so he caught the pick. And then Cincinnati from there got a touchdown drive to former Raven Hayden Hurst. I mean, that had to feel good in the moment, catching a touchdown on your former team at your former stadium. That has to feel good. And, I mean, Cincinnati, you know, came back into it, tied the game at half. And then Lamar, like, it seemed like the opportunity was always there. And Baltimore never really ran away with the opportunity because Lamar had a wide-open Devin Duvernay and missed him on one of the plays. And then he also, on a fourth and two, when they went for it, Tylen Wallace absolutely was uh, he was alone on the sideline. And Lamar just completely overshot him. Like, Lamar was off when it came to the deep ball in this game. But, you know, still, um, they got two field goals out of it. Cincinnati was able to go down and score a touchdown. I think Joe Mixon was able to get it in, but you left too much time for Lamar, Mark Andrews to do their work. And Justin Tucker, being one of the greatest kickers of all time, drilled the game-winning field goal. There was never a doubt. Baltimore won the game. But as for Lamar, I mean, honestly, with this game and the last game, I think the MVP race is now wide open this Monday night. If Patrick Mahomes has a good game this Monday night, he can put himself in as the front-runner for the MVP. And Josh Allen had a great game Sunday, he might have just inserted himself into that race as well. What are your thoughts on tonight's yeah. game? Um, I think it's going to be between our two teams. Either Josh Allen, I mean, either it's a domination by the Chiefs, or it's a low, it's a close game, but the Chiefs still pull it off. Okay. And uh, what what is your score prediction for this game? Um, I'm going to go with 38 to 13. 38, 13 Chiefs, I assume. Yeah. Right? You had them winning. yeah I, think the I assume nobody wants to change their pick. I mean, I think, like, I know that the Raiders have the talent, but I also believe in the Chiefs defense with all these young guns. I believe Mahomes should absolutely destroy this Raiders defense. Like they've been getting destroyed all year. Derek Carr has been struggling all year, so that's that's another community we can put in that conversation, by the way, that doesn't have a line and is struggling because of the fact that there's no line. But um, I think that the Chiefs are going to take advantage of that. Andy Reid's going to put on a coaching clinic against the inexperienced Josh McDaniels. That's another guy that's a yeah, I, I, that's another guy that's an absolute goon that I forgot to mention earlier. But um, yeah, I think that this is going to be a very lopsided game. 30 to 13 Kansas City because I think they're gonna let their foot off the gas after the domination in the fourth quarter. Yeah. All right. Well that uh, does it for this one. 
Sam wasn't able to finish because he's a busy man, had things to do, but he will for sure be on for the pickums. The pickums later on tonight. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll see you later. All right. Yeah. All right.